Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex, and they call me... Alex the uh, fuck. No, Alex the fuck. I mean, not in front of other people. No, let me come up with something. And that's the bit. Was that it? Actually? Yeah, that was the bit. Yeah, oh, that was the bit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Brendan, and put the bunny back in the box. I don't have a bunny. I'm Pip. <laughs> put I'm the <Pippin>. bunny. <laughs> I, I'm, if this episode is going to be you guys doing Nicholas Cage compressions the whole time, I am out. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, I'm Pippin, and he's got the whole world in his hands. And Kat is currently serving 23 life sentences for being on her bullshit. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Today, we're talking about the 1997 movie Con Air, so spoilers abound. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes at nostoriesacred.com. Though, I'm, I will say, there will be... The uh, content warning for racism, sexism, homophobia, uh, uh, graphic violence, graphic sexual violence. Just lots of, it's the 90s. Uh, Nick Cage's interpretation of a southern accent. What are you talking about, Alex? I think he studied a whole weekend for it. It's great. I can't wait to hear his accent again. Here's the thing, your accent's too good for this. Damn. Uh, it's as if you were raised by a Texan. Uh, Texans is much more soft, uh, soft Southern. I mean, still, that movie is straight culture and I'm mad about it. And like, John Cusack, who did not need to be in that movie. (laughs) John Cusack was the only decent person. And yet he still also made several off-color remarks about both the inmates, because, remember, he's also, uh, like, is he, like, Department of Transportation? Is he a Department of Corrections? Is he, what, 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 what is he? Uh... Oh, Cusack? Yeah, what, what U.S. Marshals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I know is that John Cusack was the one who was all like, hey, just because they're prisoners does not mean they deserve to die. Which, yeah. you know, yep. props. Hey. hey. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them did die. Sure, but they didn't necessarily deserve to, uh, which is a sadly radical statement. Weird. Also, that that moment when he was introducing, uh, how do you actually pronounce his name? Like, I keep on like, like trying to say it, like Ving Vin, Rang. Ving Rangs. Ving Rang. Diamond Dog. Yeah, there are certain politics that uh, in this movie that are. Uh, it's a weird, weird film. Uh, and of course, yeah, just, just the, the way it starts off with a judge being like, well, even though you're out of the military now, you've had training, therefore you're a lethal weapon. I'm not sure that's even how it works. It isn't. I mean, though, that being said, that was, uh, manslaughter at the very least and he should serve time for it. Uh, <laughs> Well, there was the element of self-defense, but- True, but he got out of the car. He did. Yep. That was the extenuating yeah. circumstance. I don't think it was a four years kind of thing, necessarily. Eight years. Eight years kind of thing. Not with the way they were phrasing it. <laughs> like- He would have gotten time off for good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Probably sent to like some sort of minimum security resort. Ugh. Office space. Like- uh, yeah, he wasn't a flat, he wasn't a flight at risk. Like, uh, and it seemed like, like he was willing to uh, serve his sentence. So. If, for people who haven't watched Kanye and are listening to this anyway for some reason, uh. The beginning of the movie. Nicholas Cage. His name fell out of my head, even though it's Nicholas Cameron Cage. Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. In the beginning of the movie, he's just gotten out of the Rangers. Yep. Army Rangers. Back to his, uh, pregnant wife. And he meets her at the bar where I guess she works. Yep. Of course. Because otherwise, why is a pregnant woman in a bar? Um, <laughs> it is Alabama. Oh! Wow! <laughs> um, so, and 
uh, some dudes are being jerks to her and thus being jerks to him, which I'm not sure is Southern culture when to insult someone still in uniform. No. Oh, yeah, they would have been beaten up by the rest of the embargo or for that shit. Yeah, in the 90s, I mean, yeah, they were still doing the whole entire respect the troops, support the troops thing way back then. It's been a thing for a long time. Also, weird pull for that, like, one guy, it's people like you who lost Vietnam, and like, you look like you're barely <laughs> 30. Vietnam ended in 1965, and it's the 90s. What are you doing referencing that? <laughs> Unless, unless this movie is, is somehow in secretly being set in like 1970, but I doubt it. Well, that would make things make a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that uh, people have cell phones. Yeah, I mean, no, you have to do some rewrites there. Wait, what? Oh, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, <clears throat> the point being is that they follow him to his and his wife to his, their car later. Uh, still heckling, and he gets out of the car when his wife says, you know, just ignore them. And then he actually kills one of them. Well, the one that he killed pulled a knife that one of the other guys, uh, snatched away and ran off with. Yeah. Also, he got uh, uh, hit in the back of the head with a beer ball. So you could also argue who altered state of mind. Also, knowingly having his life endangered. Yeah. If he had a good lawyer, he probably would have gotten off, uh, yeah, with parole. Not parole, but like, uh... Probation? Yeah, yeah, probation. So really, this is a story about a completely incompetent defense attorney and the army ranger he let down. I'd say I'd watch that movie, but actually I wouldn't. <laughs> nah, it'd be boring as hell. Unless we take a, a stab at it. <laughs> Would it be called A Few No Good Men? No Good Men. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah... Time passes, he gets paroled, he's gonna go see his daughter for the first time on her birthday. Also, that sequence, <laughs> when he was writing his letters, like, are you some 1860s Union soldier or writing to his, uh, his sweetheart back home? My dearest I, baby daughter, the war is hell. <laughs> I, I actually might watch a Ken Burns parody, uh, of this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Get Ken Burns on the horn here. We need him here now. <laughs> My dearest Clarabelle, it has been too long since I've seen your sweet face. <laughs> the front of the plane is, has, I don't know, you guys. My fellow inmates are looking to mutiny. Yeah. Oh, dear God. John Malkovich just title dropped the movie. Oh, dear. <sighs> God. There were a lot of really good actors in this movie, and it didn't yeah. deserve them. No. <laughs> they didn't uh, deserve this movie to have happening to them. You know, I think it made its money, right? I think uh, it was successful. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was pretty successful. You know, had a budget of $75 million, made $224 million in the box office. So, I mean, it, it kind of did a lot of the, the 90s uh, blockbuster stupid action movie stuff, I guess. Oh yeah, it was a it was very blockbuster action movie. I mean, there there's lots of downtime. <laughs> yeah, strangely. So like halfway through the movie, I'm not jumping ahead, ahead here, but uh Chief Engineer O'Brien, I mean, Colmini's character, the guy from the DEA. Uh uh Duncan Malloy. Yeah. They bored I may or may not have the cast list up because I knew I wasn't going to remember any, anybody's name. He oh, boards nice. I think like an attack helicopter an hour in. And that doesn't get resolved for 30 minutes, I think. No, it- Wait, you guys, you guys, did we ever actually give the, the, uh, Google summary? No, we didn't. Oops. Oh, oops, uh. <laughs> we dived right in. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Everybody's imagination, imagine back to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and insert this with your mind. In your- her mind's eye picture. <laughs> picture us sticking to formula. <laughs> Ooh, picture me having already fixed everything in the. Okay. It's picture in your mind's eye. The show our show notes still have it in the Hamilton and show notes still in there. Just it just had the one word. Fuck you. <laughs> For those of you who've never watched or listened to shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping all of this. 
<laughs> Not in the Shonen's anymore. Nah. <laughs> For those of you who've never watched Con Air, the summary according to Google is, just paroled army ranger Cameron Poe is headed back to his wife, but must fly home aboard a prison transport flight dubbed Jailbird. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. With some of the worst criminals living, along with Diamond Dog and Babyo, weird connection there, <laughs> genius serial killer Cyrus the Virus Grissom unleashes a violent escape plot in mid-flight. Secretly working with U.S. Marshal Vince Larkin, Poe tries to foil Grimson's plan. So, this summary. Wait, before before we get into picking apart the summary, because there is a lot to pick apart, what do you want to bet... Uh, of how long it takes Kat when she listens to this to notice that we didn't do that at the beginning. Oh, no bet. <laughs> We're not going to get a, a text and go like, hey, did did you guys not do this summer? <laughs> <laughs> She'll, it, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. Oh, yeah. 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 Listeners, don't tell her. <laughs> it's our secret. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> But yeah, like <laughs> this isn't Hamilton anymore. This summary didn't get the uh, characters right. I like how it has, uh, along with Diamond Dog and Baby O, as if Baby O is actually part of the plot. Yeah, uh, not the the criminal plot, not the plot of the movie. Though he's not really part of the plot of the movie either. No, he is the the uh, MacGuffin for why uh, Poe stays on the plane. Yeah, pretty much because Baby O uh, is a diabetic and he didn't get his insulin, and and Cameron uh, is just such a nice guy. Uh, that he's gonna try and stop the plane takeover and get everybody home as soon as possible so he can get the insulin to Baby O in time before Baby O, you know, dies. Really, they're in, they're up there for like hours. Baby O should have died like three hours before he actually got that insulin. Baby O was doing pretty okay for someone who should have been going into shock. Yeah. Yeah. Failure on medical preparations for this flight, I guess. Yeah, failure on a lot of parts of this flight. And the DEA agent who planted the gun on his other DEA agent, which then didn't even fucking do anything. It served to get him shot. Like, I'm not sure that character served any purpose. He allowed Poe to uh, get the message out that had uh, there's a takeover. And he also served as uh, getting Cyrus to trust Poe. As far as Cyrus was concerned, he was like uh, basically uh, interfering with the DEA agent's uh, attempted takeover. Whereas Poe was like, this guy is doing something incredibly stupid. I should stop him. This is a bad plan. Of course, with Poe, oh, talking someone down and uh, trying to get them killed is kind of the same thing. Yeah, he's not too good at talking people down, is he? Because, like, that infamous put the bunny back in the box bit. I mean, he's trying to talk down a guy, and then death happens. So, hey. Happens to him a lot. A lot of people Uh, just end up dying around camera, not through, like, malicious, not not malicious, but not through, like, ultra-violent means or anything like that. It's just, he just kind of ends up stumbling into killing people. He just tripped and this knife ended up in someone's chest. Um, Oops. It happens. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. (laughs) Lost count how many times it happened to me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there are shenanigans. There's a uh, plane takeover. Totally not Lieutenant O'Brien is getting all masculine about everything and is going to take down the plane. John Cusack is actually trying to understand why this happened um, and is trying to detective it out. And there's intrigue and yeah, so plot. Throughout a lot of the movie, John Cusack's martial character, like, it seems like his original job is just overseeing, like, the ground operations of this fancy convict air plane God. thing. Why is he now also, like, ace detective as well? But I, I, mean, I guess, you know, you gotta keep uh, the number of characters kind of constrained, but still... I am choosing to think of it as because the people who are technically in charge were being dumbasses about it. Uh, he was all like, since no one's paying attention to me, I'm going to try to actually solve the problem. Going to bust this case wide open. Uh, but no one else was going to do it. And since he had no authority to make the people who should actually do it, do it. I don't know. Also, do any of us really know how the U.S. Marshals work? Meh. 
I don't think even the U.S. Marshals know how the U.S. Marshals work. Burn on the U.S. Marshals. If any U.S. Marshals are listening, sorry about that. (laughs) One thing leads to another. There's a prison transfer. Dave Chappelle's character, because by the way, Dave Chappelle's in this movie. Uh, He gets left behind and dies and is caught in the gears and then his body is dumped. In a hilarious uh, scene. Come on. Uh, with a message to Larkin, uh, to John Cusack on it. There was a firefight. There was a firefight! Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. And some more fighting. There's, again, a lot yeah. of scenes with this airplane on the ground. Yeah, there was yes. like a good, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because there's I- Carson City, where lands to pick up uh, prisoners then some abandoned airstrip not too far from vegas i'm guessing yeah i was trying to remember what happened in, in the place they landed before vegas because <laughs> i don't think actually a lot happened not nah, just there. uh fighting and explosions I, I think they were supposed to meet up with somebody yeah. and that fell apart uh, originally I- if i recall correctly they were supposed to meet up with uh other bad guys who would they would basically change planes at that point i think there was a double cross and john cusack was fucking things up well i think they thought it was double cross because john cusack was fucking things up oh no it was also a double cross since uh the guy bankrolling this a drug lord yeah drug lord from mexico yeah which was why uh dea was involved like it's supposed to provide him a plan and with enough uh with enough seats to get all of them um uh but like that was only like a at most ten seater. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh I was totally paying attention at this point and in no way playing a game on my iPad. What? Uh, pip, pip. But we were all all of us focused entirely upon on the this movie as we are with all of, of the, the uh media we uh, consume for, for uh this podcast. We are professionals. This was a classic and deserves our attention. Uh, but so I, I totally remember. I'm just seeing if you guys do. Did, <laughs> did, did Nicolas Cage, uh, Cameron Poe, whatever, actually use any of the Spanish that it was established he was learning in the beginning? Nope. No. Fuck that. Fuck that so much. I assumed he was speaking it during that bit to pay off all of that book reading that it was established he was doing in the prison, but now I'm just mad. Like, he was learning origami, that never came up. Yeah, what the hell, that could have been great. <laughs> could have folded a knife or some crazy crap. I would have believed it in this movie. Yes, or he if he lost the stupid bunny, which, by the way, do not give that bunny to your daughter. Probably has blood on it and oil and, and sewer. And Yeah, it's like, he could have folded her a piece of origami right then yeah the kid would have liked it either way and you know what i'm sure uh larkin there would have given uh cameron poe there a really nice bunny they're they're on the vegas strip at the end of the movie they could have arranged something yeah this movie is kind of sort of a racist it's a lot of kind of sort of it's a lot of ists it is but danny Dreho deserved better Mm mm-hmm them being that racist caricature. Ugh. Also, uh, you notice how none of the uh, protagonists uh, were people of color? Uh, of course. Baby-o. Baby-o was a... Uh, well, Baby-o was uh, a black man, but also a convict. Uh, well, yeah. he also didn't do too, too much. I mean, I guess he did, like, a heroic sacrifice toward the end, right? Yeah, or, he, tried to do, he tried to pull a, a I'm Spartacus. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, was uh, he killed for that? Again, I was no, totally he, he paying survived. attention. Okay. So I he, thought he did, but... So he survived both of insulin shock and a gunshot wound to the gut. Baby O's had a bad time. Hopefully, uh, when he gets his parole hearing, he'll get a nice uh, extenuating circumstances judgment. I think yeah. he's rehabilitated. Yeah. Which actually, yeah, my goodness. There's just like a whole lot of suspensions of disbelief you gotta do for this movie. Like, that... One little makeshift plan like that with uh, setting another person on fire somehow with a small ketchup-sized packet of, like, presumably gasoline or kerosene would be enough chaos to cause all this to happen when, in reality, 
probably uh, n- not much could actually be done. <laughs> I mean, or they I... get shipped individually. <laughs> yep, yeah, go on. I mean, I like how the two supposedly more dangerous people were in the cages when really all they needed to be was changed like the others. Yeah. It's like, that was a law of security theater that didn't actually work. Yeah. Which, uh, to be fair, most security theater. What? Um, what? <laughs> and also, Diamond Dog is supposed to be a leader of, of a militant group. And he's taking mm-hmm. orders from uh, Cyrus. Like, yeah. Also, it's been it's been constantly implied by everybody that, like, uh, Diamond Dog is, like, going to get, uh, like, uh, interviewed and all, all that. If he played his cards right, he would have gotten out and done a university circuit. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, service time, continue to be a leader of a movement. Yeah. Yeah. He could have helped uh, take this plane down for justice. Boom. Which I think just goes to show that the writers of this movie do not understand uh, the Black Militant Movement. Yeah. I know, right? Also, also, there were three female characters, including the daughter. And no, the no, wife. Four. No, four. The daughter. What? There's uh, there's the wife, the daughter, Bishop, and uh, Cusack's uh, assistant. Does she have a name? You can check the the IMDb. Also, there was the little girl that uh, Steve Buscemi's character had a tea party with. By the way, what was Steve Buscemi's character even doing there? What purpose did he serve? Uh, he was a handball. He was a Hannibal Lecter reference that got left in. <laughs> yeah. Hannibal Lecter reference slash a little bit of weird comic relief. But literally did nothing, right? No, I did. I, I think they had like all this play, like build up of like, oh, this is the, this is the worst one. The worst. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to ride this out. That's the actual smart play. Yeah. yeah. Don't attract attention. And now he's loose in Vegas. He's going to murder again. That's yep. guaranteed. <laughs> yep. Was it meant to be a sequel hook? Probably. I think there was supposed to be a sequel. Was that the plan? Or at least, I, I don't know if there was direct plans for a sequel, but I think they were open to the idea, because of course, you gotta be open to ideas. Uh, Con Air. Uh, Con Air 2, the flight to- Oh no, it's- I, I was just reading up some, on some trivial. Con Air 2, Con Air in space. Oh, fuck all that noise. Anyway, my point is- I would, I would actually like to see that. <laughs> no, you're both wrong. I hate this so much. Of the main female characters, there is the daughter. Yep. The wife. Yep. And the woman in chains most of it, uh, who's threatened with threat, uh, with sexual assault the entire movie. Yep. Which, as a woman, I did not appreciate. Not so much. That, that was a little bit like, did we need that? No. That was completely unnecessary. I, I, I think the reason why they wrote that in there is that they wanted to give Nicolas Cage's character a stronger justification for staying on the plane. Aside from wanting to save his friend. Or we've established that maybe this army ranger guy has weird impulse control issues when it comes to trying to save the day, question mark? I mean, he does. Yeah. Uh, and also, the guard, uh, Sally Bishop, had a weird flirtation with, with Nicolas Cage at the end. And now it's like, one, he's married. Two, uh, you're still in a weird position of power over him. He only, he technically, technically hasn't been released yet. Three, you've just had a traumatic day with, with again, threats of sexual assault. And maybe, maybe that's not an appropriate reaction writers of this movie hmm. no also did she do much at the very end there no ah she never did much of anything she knocked out cyrus for a bit which also cyrus established at the beginning that he also was not down for the sexual assault part of anything anything of johnny 23 so why is he putting up with johnny 23 what is johnny 23 Janie trejo's character contributing to all this uh, Nothing. A constant threat of sexual violence from um, a, a man, from a Hispanic man. So you know, this movie really needs to establish that it does not like people of color and it does not like women. And, and speaking also, of which, <laughs> and also, also, it, it's homophobic too because oh god, there is the character who again I don't actually think does anything. 
except be incredibly offensive. Uh, with Ramon, Sally can dance Martinez, who is a, uh, homophobic stereotype of a gay man, you know, with his, it's not a uniform when a prisoner wears it. Uh, outfit? Yeah. Garb. His, his prisoner's garb sort of, uh, modified to look more feminine. You know, he's, I think he's literally limp-wristed at some point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, dancing to Sweet Home Alabama. He's got a bit of a lisp, and I'm like, holy shit. And then when Poe knocks him out, open hand slap. Oh, yeah. He tried to slap some, oh my god. Oof. It was. It was so bad. It was unnecessary. It was offensive. It, why? Why? <laughs> I think the answer is a whole lot of cocaine was involved in the writer's room. What? I said at the beginning, I'll say it again. This movie is straight culture and I hate it. Huh. Well, let, let, let's, uh, let's get to the end of summarizing the movie, which we've done totally out of sequence in so many ways. Uh, to be fair, not a lot happens. It's barely true. It's cause like, let, let's cover the major beats. Uh, we establish our main character. He's a good guy who didn't deserve what he got there, but he's on parole now. Gets on a plane with bad people. Bad people take over the plane. Plane eventually crashes in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip. Bad guys get their comeuppance. The end. Also, he ate a, a, a motorcycle chase scene with, as John, uh, with John Cusack. That, yeah. When, when you get to stupid, fun action scenes like that, it's like, okay, that's what, that's what this movie is actually existing for. That's what made the money there. None of the character pieces, aside from John Cusack, because come on, he's a national treasure. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be trending on Twitter tomorrow because he just did something shitty. You know it. I know. I know. I just, why, why do I say such things? <laughs> no, I, I'm just talking about the character. How about that? Fair enough. Like, I think he quitted Voltaire at one point or something, I'm sure. Yeah. Vince, inmates are people too. Larkin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, when he thinks that, I mean, he gives like the, the character bios of every single main bad guy character on the plane. And it's like, oh, buddy. But anyway. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it- <laughs> Let's just like, uh, get to the end part of the movie because fights break out, plane crashes. And there's a motorcycle chase through downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, in which Nicolas Cage and Vince Larkin are riding. I think they were riding doubles on a motorcycle, right? Uh, they were. No, they were each riding all right, in right. one police motorcycle each. Okay, that's right. It would have been better the other way around. Damn it! Like uh, also, virus uh, Cyrus the virus. Uh, did threaten uh, Nicolas Cage's daughter in, I feel, a weirdly sexually charged way for the fact that she's eight years old. And we established that Cyrus the Virus, at least as far as movie canon was concerned, don't play like that. Yeah. Ugh. But to make up for it, he dies, like, multiple ways. Like, he he gets thrown, electrocuted, crushed, shot, Uh, too, I think. Uh Crucified on a ladder and uh, driven through uh, a sky bridge. Yeah. Made up for hesitating once by killing Claudius twice. But then I think his final death was like a crusher machine, right? Yeah, like a. I'm. Yeah, a uh, one of those giant stamping things that stamped on his head. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, whenever there was an extended actual action sequence, that was actually when I was more likely to check out. Uh. Because I was like, oh, okay, violence now, sure. Because there's not much story happening at that point. There's not much story happening at all in this uh, piece, aside from maybe some character interactions between Larkin and Poe. Yeah. Uh, this movie, by the way, was like two hours, and it did not need to be. <laughs> no, it, it needed to be a solid 90-minute film, and it would have been fine. Oh, I was actually going to say something that would technically be a story change. Well, like, I... Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know what? You mentioned story changes there, Pip. I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time for a story uh, change. At the very end, they, he reunites with his wife and daughter and gives his daughter the bunny. The gross bunny. Done. <laughs> the very gross bunny. The very gross bunny. Daddy, I don't want that bunny. 
You take the bunny your father got you. My daddy gets released from prison on July 14th. My birthday is July 14th. I'm going to meet my daddy on July 14th. July 14th. July 14th. July, July, July 14th. July 14th. Why wasn't there an ending musical number? That would have made everything so much better. Oh my god, Kanye the musical? I would watch that. Save that for the game, Pip. Jesus, come on. You're you're jumping all over the- You're a maverick, Pippin. <laughs> I'm a loose cannon. I can't be controlled. <laughs> you're just like Vince Larkin. How dare you? Uh, uh, I could have said you were like uh, Chief O'Brien. That would have been worse. That would have been worse. Uh, there was also too many non- law enforcement involved. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was kind of necessary. <laughs> but it, it was still too much how they were going in different directions. Yeah. It, it was, it never gelled. I mean, they are all, all accurately incompetent. Ha ha! Fair enough. Anyway, we, we, we mentioned, uh, story changes here, Pippin. I think, yes. I think you had one just right off the top of your head, right? Yeah. An actual story change instead of my usual bullshit. Wait, what? Um, though, to be fair, my usual bullshit also still stands. Where basically make it less homophobic, less sexist. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Some of the protagonists, uh, COVID women and people of color or, pe- you know, women of color. Uh, the one queer person couldn't, could have not been a, uh, homophobic stereotype. It, oh, we could have had it all. But anyway, but also just from a pure, length of movie and how long it it was and didn't need to be. I feel like the entire bit in the airfield outside of Las Vegas could have been cut. Yeah. The entire bit. Just go just go right to Las Vegas. That could tie in to what I'm thinking here, but we'll we'll, we'll get to me in a bit. Yeah. Because again, not a lot happened there. There was the double cross, but that double cross could have happened in the air. On the plane? Yeah. Vince and Poe meet, but like... Uh, again, could have happened in Las Vegas. Like, and really, they could have found a way to communicate by like, like a hidden radio or something. Yeah. They did have the meet in, uh, not Las Vegas, where, uh, Poe said that he didn't trust Larkin, uh, cause there's like two people he trusts. Him and not, not Larkin. I'd have to assume the other person he trusts is his wife, but he never actually says. Uh, and then in Vegas, he says uh, there are now three people that he trusts. But I feel for that to actually have paid off, there needed to be a instance in the middle where he says, I, I, I don't, still don't trust you, in order for it to be a rule of three thing. Because otherwise, mm. it's just weird. So mm. cut out the first instance. And then just, you know, have them meet in actual Las Vegas. That, that could work well with what I'm wanting, because I just wanted to, similar to you, I just wanted to get to the end of the movie faster, get to a cool 90 minutes, and focus more on being in the air. Like, mm. I think it would have been interesting, I don't know how true to life this is, but like, we, we could have had something where maybe there was like, more people, like like a bigger plane, such that mm. like... They somehow take over the plane. Maybe there were more guards or civilians on the plane itself. And it's like, oh, we're to keep these as hostages. And so I'm almost thinking like we, we established early on in the film that Nicolas Cage here is like this army ranger. We could have made him special forces or some other nonsense that just quickly conveys to the audience that they can be like uh, Liam Neeson from Taken if they want to be. That's all I want mm. to establish. And then this turns from like some action film in which it mostly takes place on the ground because you can stage explosions and gunfights a lot easier on ground sets than in a very contained uh, airplane. Instead, it becomes almost like what happens when like somebody who is like trained in like stealth and covert ops is slowly yet surely trying to unhijack the plane. And it's like, mm staging all these weird accidents that keep on happening weird like <gasps> so you're suggesting a uh slasher movie from the prota- uh, where the slasher is the protagonist yes 
yes, exactly. So, like, we're rooting for this guy slowly and surely, like, taking out all the, uh, all, like, we, we could establish that, like, there's, like, some, like, a lot of underling, uh, crim- like, uh, criminals, like, uh, bad guys on board, but, like, here are the big three or four or something, maybe three, so we can do, like, rule of three in the movie, but we want to be able to have, like, some extra, you know, people for our, the protagonist to take out along the way. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, almost, like, spycraft stuff take place. Like, it could start off kind of subtle, or, like, uh, poison in the coffee or something like that. But then, like, it just gets more creative and more cool as time goes on. We don't have to have... Imagine trying to do... This could be, like, a writing challenge. Having a kind of hostage situation action setup, such as Con Air here. We could have a lot more, maybe civilian ops involved here so that there's stakes of uh, civilian lives and being involved somehow maybe on an operations I mean, group uh, we also could have just had inmates who weren't a part of this plot yeah non-violent yeah yeah because our prison system is broken so there are a lot of non-violent defenders around yeah oh yeah definitely i mean most of them could be but they're like being held as like collateral almost um yeah or bargaining chips which is kind of worse yeah, but I'm just—I was just thinking, like, it'd be fun to, as a, a writing challenge, have this kind of almost action movie setup in which nobody has guns because it's a—it's a plane. There's no guns on the yeah. plane. <laughs> no guns on the fucking plane. <laughs> and just—just just what kind of creative, like MacGyver esque uh, takedowns can happen? I mean, heck, we, we could even have, like, the further, like, uh, almost like Batman rules where he doesn't actually kill anybody. He just incapacitates completely. I don't know if I want to I stick mean, to that, but, I mean, it is an action I mean, film. if he can't accidentally kill people, is he really Cameron Poe? No, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for breaking that back, Pippin. So, yeah. I, You're welcome. I just want to have that middle section. Just have it all on the plane. Why land at all? It's a big plane. It's got lots of fuel. I mean... That was my initial thought, but then I was all like, I, I do kind of like the prison transfer, uh, part, uh, and all the stuff, all the stuff that went on there. Um, even if it did go on too long, cause everything did. Yeah. Yeah. The sandstorm was a nice touch. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I want almost spy thriller action resolves that way. Also, also, when that one guy, like, went, holy shit, they took over the plane. The inmates are running the plane. Like, like the, oh, the guard's like, wait, what did he, what did he just say? And then, I'm like, uh, and then Chad's like, ah, shit. Uh, and then get, that's blown away by uh, all the guards there. Yeah. Cause like, oh, that guy man. did yell that really fucking loud. And as I established, it's not that big a plane. Yeah. Oh, in, in mine, we're talking like jumbo jet sized. Like, this is like an experimental thing. Like, they're just trying to, I don't know, fly everybody to like, the most remote thing possible. I don't know. It can be a fucked up a, premise. Like a prison airship. Kinda. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> We're making it fantasy now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just who I am as a person. Oh, you're stealing my bit. Also, now. who the fuck names a plane jailbird when a jailbird is literally what you call someone who's escaped jail? Well, it's cause Cyrus, uh, trademarked Con Air. <laughs> uh. Ugh. So, Al, what, what, what would you do? Well, I would actually, even though I just said I'd do like the uh, Carson City transfer, I would cut it. <laughs> I like how all our suggestions so far is make this thing shorter. Yep, yep. It did not need to be that long. Like, uh, pretty much just have a, what's his name, uh, the, uh, the, the pilot they picked up at Carson City just be on the plane already. I think they called him Swamp Thing and other nicknames. Yeah, and like have him, um, like just be there already, and then just you know have them um, throw the transponder out of the window. Like, like the fake out, while cute, was unnecessary since we saw it happen, and that's actually legit a change. And uh, don't let the audience know the uh, that the fake out happened, because mm. there are sometimes points when dramatic irony is is useful. But this, you know, enough details that you can go back and go like, oh, watch him do the hot wiring thing, and like just. And just ha- uh, have us assume that uh, he's just doing regular hot wiring and not hot, wi- hot wiring the transponder itself. Watch Dave Chappelle's character like run out o- o- towards the uh, the one of the uh, uh, what's it called? 
Planes. Planes. It's uh, hangers. <laughs> hangers. There's hangers. And then and, uh, only come back to him at the end of his flirtations. <laughs> so we just assume um, that he was flirting. <laughs> Getting his flirt on. Yeah, yeah. Not to interrupt you. Interrupt? But I was just... <laughs> well, I've interrupted to change the topic just very slightly. Uh, I was just looking at Wikipedia, and under running time, there is a theatrical one and an extended. And now I'm like, oh dear God, which one did I watch? Oh no. Because uh, uh, no. the theatrical is 115, the extended is 123. And looking on Amazon, which is where I watched it, it says an hour and 55 minutes, and now I have to do math, and I hate it. Huh. Well. So I watched the theatrical release, which means somewhere, someone thought it was a good idea to have a longer version. Oh. Whereas we are over here going like, no, make it shorter. <laughs> 90 minutes. We could have made it 90. Ah! <laughs> With ease. You know, it looks like the new Bill and Ted is like 90 minutes. <laughs> Because the new Bill and Ted loves us. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see, what else would I do? I'm just saying, dance part at the end. It'd be great. It would be. I mean, they're in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, remove Steve Buscemi. I know. He's great, but also unneeded. Did absolutely nothing for any of the plot. Yeah, yeah. Do we even and, and really need, uh, his wife and daughter? They can just be like, McGuffins we, we see in like photos and how he talks about them. Cause he also talks about them a lot. I mean, but then we're getting rid of the bunny. The, the bunny. Oh no. And the few female characters. Oh yeah. Uh, John Cusack's character. There's now Owen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's easy. And also makes the, uh, rivalry he has with, uh, Malloy, you know, have another dimension. Because we also know that Malloy is sexist on top of everything else. Undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you see his car? Huh. <laughs> Sorry, I can already imagine all the things he'd say uh, to John Cusack uh, if uh, the character were played by Joan Cusack. I, no, I don't have any regrets. Why do you ask? <laughs> uh, I am already annoyed with him. Nah. You mean you weren't already? I'm even more annoyed with him. There you go. Right, uh... And then just general, well, uh, you know, downtime edits. Uh, that's all I've got. Legit. Fair enough. Any other, uh, changes we do to Con Air before we move on to a game? Uh. I mean, fewer characters in general. There are way too many. The fact that we're having trouble remembering. I'm impressed that we've remembered so many, but still, there's a Remember, lot of Remember, I not. cheated and had the list up. Oh. Because I knew it was going to be a problem. Oh. Well, gee, now I feel bad. Well, I also just am bad with names in general. So, but yeah, way too many characters, too much time. Uh, yeah. I won't, you know, for, for positives, I mean, they established that backstory there pretty quickly. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. We're on an airplane full of convicts. What are you expecting from us? You came huh. to watch Con Air. You know what we're about. You came to watch a Nicolas Cage movie. We played his accent in the trailers. You saw what happened. I think, I think one of the other little rumors I heard about this film was that between the filming of this and the filming of Face Off, Nick Cage took a week. Which came first? I think Face Off. Huh. Did he have that muscle definition in Face Off as well? I don't know. Because. you have that hair in Face Off? I think it was a wig. Or maybe, uh, I'm not sure. Hold on. Like, cause I'll own up. Nicolas Cage did buff up pretty nicely. Well, they were released two weeks apart in June of 1997. I don't know which Damn. one. Wow. I don't know which one filmed first. Weird Nick Cage sweep there. So, uh, games we've got. <laughs> what a shiny new change of subject. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to have a fun game to play here tonight. I want to play yeah. everything changed when the baristas attacked. Our uh, alternate universe game. Yep, yep. I mean, I feel like one of the reasons we pick that one the most often uh, is because it just has the best title. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but yes, the game where we make an AU. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, go first. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making this it's a, uh, a uh, space station AU. Okay. All right. Cons in space. 
Space, 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 space. Changing it from Con Air to, oh, just a prison. And instead of uh, a prison, uh, prison facility or a prison planet, it's a prison comet. <laughs> I'm just a comet. Yep, yep, yep. And so the convicts are now running the prison comet. I got a vision in my head of Han Soto shooting the control panel dressed as a stormtrooper. Hmm. It's like, everything's fine here. <laughs> Uh, because they'll get caught eventually and someone tries to call them on it. Huh. Uh, negative. Uh, huge reactor leak? What, what was the line? I think it was a reactor leak. Clearly we all need to rewatch Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, takeaway. Like, all, all, uh, all eight movies. I'm not counting Rise of Saw, Skywalker, and you can't make me. Hmm. Listen, I, you said it and I was like, that number doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough to call you on it. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, but anyway, yeah. So I'm putting them all in space. Fair enough. I think I would like to do the opposite. Oh? Where I will make this a high school AU. Uh, and there is no plane. They're all just in detention. Oh, no. The nah. students are running detention. The students are running detention now. Um, And no one dies because this is a fucking high school AU. You guys, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but Poe got detention... For for being in a fight. For being in a fight. Which is bullshit. Uh, yeah, someone's bullying him, but you know, the teacher saw him react, so thinks that he was the instigator. Oh, one no. of those situations. Oh no, it's in, in those situations. It's, uh, even if you were, were the one being antagonized, if you uh, fight back, you are still uh, you're still punished. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he's there. But he he promises his high school sweetheart that he's going to get out in time. Uh, to to go to the movies with her, huh. but instead the the all the cons are planning to do some big prank in the school, potentially dangerous. Um, and he knows that he has to stop it, even if it means staying in detention when the teacher who's was on his side says that he can go early. Hmm. How do they take over? Like, do they outright Fake phone calls? Okay, you're thinking too deeply. You're thinking too deeply. Yeah. Look, I was just worried that they'd, like, I don't know, knock out a teacher or something. No, this is a shockingly violence-free version of Con Air. Fair enough. But it's uh, a few fake identity things going on. All right. One, like, uh, Poe, who's uh, working with the convict things, no, not work, since everybody in school knows he is a goody two-shoes. Nah, Al. He just transferred in. <laughs> I don't know how that works with a uh, girlfriend he's meeting. Maybe... She's visiting from out of town, and so that's why it's so important for him to get out of detention that night. It's like the first time he's going to be able to see her since he moved. Yeah, yeah. I just finished unpacking my Nintendo 64. I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> it was 1997. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. My dearest... What's her name? Uh, I know he called her Hummingbird. Uh... My Hummingbird. I can't seem to get past the monkey in Tall Tall Mountain. <laughs> Every time I get close... He just jumps away. I fear I will never get to 120 stars. Here's here's the thing. In my head, this was still vaguely modern times, uh, which means he's got a cell phone to text. Which means this is, you guys are narrating as if uh, Timmy narrating these text messages as if they're Ken Burns documentary letters, and that to me is the funniest part. <laughs> oh. oh, don't worry. His parents fucking hate the phone bill. <laughs> hmm. All right, so that's me, right? I was just thinking about it. I think this could be fun as a D&D one-shot campaign where instead of a uh airplane, it's a ship, like a large galleon or something. Yep. And the party happens to be uh chaotic, good people, and they've discovered that the boat's been taken over by really bad people. And they're going to have to save the day. Otherwise, really nasty stuff's going to happen when they get to port. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that's a thing that that's what would jail an adventure party and put them on a prison ship. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt. Because here's the thing. I just want to have the setup there for like, initially, it's like, oh, yeah, guys, we're going to play this smart and sneaky. <laughs> and then like maybe 30 minutes later, everything goes to shit. <laughs> It'll be great. That. Reminds me of that one time in the second campaign of Critical Role, because of the nerd I am, the Spoiler warning. party goes down to the docks 
uh, to just have a like friendly chat with someone. And then half an hour later, they've commandeered a ship, killed the crew and have become pirates. Yep. And even they don't know how they managed that. <laughs> and you know what? They just went with it. <laughs> I thought that was a great sequence. I mean, you could it was say, pretty great. don't you mean they rolled with it? Wow. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Fred, remind me and I'll see if I can find the quiz I found of which dumbass uh, Mighty Ninth uh, hijink are you? Where one of the possible answers is, you're the time they accidentally became pirates. <laughs> Fair enough. I look forward to it. Okay, any other parting thoughts on Con Air? Uh, uh, this movie was a personal attack against me. Uh, did Poe, like, continuously dye his hair in prison? Because, like, <laughs> you can see his roots are black. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. And, like, throughout the entire thing, his hair is auburn, but, like, at the, at, at the roots, black hair. And, like, did you get, that, like, hair dye at the commissary? What's up with that? My darling baby girl, you may think my hair is black, but I've been using the prison water, and it's been dyeing it a slow, gentle auburn. Please do not be surprised. Haircuts exist in prison, right? Yes. They're not about dye jobs, though. That's... I'm just wondering why he never got his haircut. That's weird, yeah. Haircut... I think long hair would be a liability more than anything else. It's probably just one of those, yo. Know, post-military things, because post-military either keep the same haircut they had in the service, or or they just go oh, full, full uh, long hair for the rest of their lives. I feel like the being in prison thing plays around with that, though. Maybe he was trying to um, have one of his little acts of freedom. <laughs> you can't see the look on my face, but it's impressive. Ha. Alright. Well, uh, that was Con Air, y'all. Ugh. A personal attack. <laughs> against me and as always if you have an idea or prompt to submit head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission follow us on twitter at nostoryissacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com your hosts have been alex mcdonald brendan mcdonald and Pittman mcdonald with cat and abstentia editing for this episode done by brendan transcript done by ashley DaCosta. art by jay wolf Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred. See you next time when we talk about the 1999 film, Ten Things I Hate About You. Until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. This is Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're... No, no story, story is sacred. sacred.